Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life. Encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends, offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview. When I hosted this show in Hawaii, I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Join us now. Open your heart to what God has to say to you. How does God lead a successful sports broadcaster from ESPN and HBO to a ministry that helps women overcome past and current dysfunction? This is the story of Lisa Burkhart Worley, a story of pain, success, fame, career change, faithfulness to God, and a life of deep satisfaction through Christ. And we pause here at the beginning of our show, as we typically do, to remind you the reason we have the Good Life radio program is to lead you, dear friend, closer and closer to our Lord Jesus Christ, for you to know, uh, for you to know the one who knows you and loves you. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through, no matter how tough things might seem to be, there is always hope. In Jesus, in Jesus who loves you so much, he died on the cross for your sins. He shed his precious blood on that cross to wash your sins away. He was buried, yes, but three days later, he rose again from the grave. And today, the living Christ, who has touched the heart and life of Lisa Burkhart Worley, is reaching out to you. Lisa Burkhart Worley is the founder of Pearls of Wisdom Ministries. She's a popular speaker and 10-time award-winning author of 10 books. She's the executive producer and co-host of a television and radio show, Pop Talk, with Dr. Lynette Sim and Rosemary Legrand. Lisa, welcome to our show. Thank you so much, Danny. I'm so excited to be a part of this. And Lonnie, it's just great to talk to you guys. I was recently in Hawaii, so this is interesting that I'm on a Hawaiian radio show right after my visit. Well, you can now speak to us uh, a little bit like a local, and that's good. (laughs) Yes, yes. I even got used to the time change. (laughs) Lisa, where did you grow up? I grew up in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I, in, I was there until I was about 17. I, then I went off to college and I actually worked in television in San Antonio for 12 years. So I came back and at two different times and worked in this, at the CBS affiliate in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Who would you say, Lisa, who influenced you most in your growing up years? Well, in my growing up years, I'd have to say it was my uh, friend's mother. Uh, I had a friend uh, in high school who uh, turned around in her chair with five minutes left to go in our English class, and she asked me 
if I wanted to accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. So she led me in a prayer. I said yes, and she led me in a prayer to receive Jesus. But after that, she didn't stop. She took me to church every Sunday, regardless, you know, rain or shine. She'd pick me up at the apartment that we lived in, and she would take me to church. And I would spend all day with her family, and her mother would spend time with me. I, her mother was a Sunday school teacher, and I would ask her a million questions about the faith. She was so patient with me. And I'd have to say, in those early years, she was the most influential in my life. You talked about receiving Christ, saying a prayer to receive Christ. Could you take us, take us, uh, Lisa, on your spiritual journey? How did you come oh, to know the Lord as you know Him today? Well, there were two steps for me, Danny, and sometimes uh, that happens. Um, my friend led me to Christ my freshman year. I went to church with her all through high school, but then I fell away. You see, I was a fatherless child. I grew up fatherless. My dad suffered um, a fatal heart attack two months before I was born. He was a doctor, and he was a polo player, and he and while he was playing polo, he um, had a heart attack, fell off his polo pony, and just died at the age of 39. I was born two months later. So I grew up in the, this dysfunctional world. My mother um, never recovered from that, and she struggled with mental illness uh, the rest of her life. And so I lived off and on with my grandparents, a lot of instability. So when I went to college, after my friend led me to Christ, I was never going back to that situation. I was a runner. <laughs> my mom became my biggest fear because I just feared being anything like her. And so I went into this crazy career for women of my day, sportscasting. Hmm. And so uh, I had a lot of success. As you uh, mentioned, I was on ESPN for a short time, but for three years I was on HBO Sports on a show called Inside the NFL. I worked in New York City, which, as you know, being a media person, is the top market in the United States. And so I worked there for several years. But one, one day, uh, the bottom dropped out of my life. Uh, I was at the top of my career when I lost both of my jobs in the same week. I wasn't renewed on my contracts. We work off of contracts. You can be pretty good at what you do, but you can still not get renewed. And so... Um, I was devastated, and I went from six figures to zero overnight, and I just I didn't know if I'd ever work again. But it was during that time that I went back to my faith. I, I started attending a church, and at that church, I began doing Bible study, and I began to pray. I'd really never done Bible study before, but what I did is I developed a relationship with Jesus Christ. I, I believed before, but now I had I what I ended up doing is surrendering my life to Christ. And that truly was the turning point for me. Um, God told me that I he had given me a national platform to glorify him and I didn't do it. So he said he had to take it away from me to get my attention. So that day I just said, if you give me another shot at sports casting, not only will I give you my career I'll give you my life. And and you wouldn't believe it, but the next week, that's when I got the call from ESPN asking if I wanted to do some freelance reporting for them. And I've got to believe is that the Lord heard my heart. He gave me another opportunity, but he was changing me. Um, sportscasting started to, to pale in comparison to knowing him. And that's really, that was a turning point of my life. Mm. 
Lisa, in, 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 light of, in light of the change, in light of your relationship that, that, that developed, uh, the relationship that you have with the Lord now that started at that point with the career change, if we can take a, a step or two back, what lessons did you learn from your work at ESPN and HBO Sports and even Madison Square Garden? Wow. Um, well, as I look back, one of the things I could never get used to when I was um, at that top of at the top of my game was um, this, this adoration that came with it. People were just so uh, starstruck by somebody who was in that type of position, and I, I just never. Even in San Antonio, when I worked there, there were, were a lot of people who um, wanted my autograph and who would stop me in the grocery store and that kind of thing. And I never really got used to that. And I realized now that we should never put anyone, whether they're a celebrity or not, we should never put them on a pedestal. Only God should be on the pedestal. And I was so thankful that I never, I never really got used to that. And one of the other things that I realized um, as I was interviewing these athletes, was the ones that made the most impression on me, the greatest impression on me, they were the ones who were kind, mm-hmm. and many of them were believers. And, you know, they treated us respectfully. They weren't distant. And so I look back on all those days of interviewing people with the Spurs or whether it was the NFL teams or whatever I was doing, the ones that were the kindest and and, and were the most humble were the ones that made the impact on me. And, and I learned from that because I always, I, I never want to treat anyone um, less than myself. I, I went through that a lot as a child. You know, I, was, I was treated a little bit less than because I didn't have what some of the others had. And so I, I actually made that decision back then that I would never treat anybody um, differently than myself. In 2019, Lisa, your, your book, The Only Father I Ever Knew, How a Fatherless Child Found True Love. Share a little bit about the inspiration of that book. Yes. I started writing that book when I was in television back in San Antonio, and I just could not finish it. I got about 70 to 80 pages along, and I and it was like I had writer's block. I, it I just couldn't get it done. And I, I know now that it's because I had to have more intimacy with my uh, Heavenly Father. I had to learn more about Him before I could write about His attributes. And it took many years, as you said. I wrote it uh, many years later after I had started it. And so because I was a fatherless girl all my life, and because I came to a knowledge of God as Father about how much God loves us as father and how much he loves his children. Uh, He's a father to the fatherless. He's a defender of widows, is what the word says, in his holy dwelling. I wanted other people to understand his father-like attributes. So um, I, I, I came up with all the attributes that were meaningful to me in my life. And then I also asked uh, 16 other people who had been fatherless and who had an experience with God as father to contribute their stories as well. Of course, the book contains lots of scripture about God being a father. 
And so this book was really my heart. It's, it's got my story, and it's really a love story, the love story that I experienced with God over the years and how we've grown closer since that day he introduced himself to me. You're listening to Lisa Burkhart Worley. She's talking about her book, The Only Father I Ever Knew, How a Fatherless Child Found True Love. You can find out more about this book. Get get a hold of this book. Find out more about Lisa and her ministry at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Again, pearlsofpromiseministries.com. We'll be back with more from Lisa Burkhart Worley. It's, it's a real blessing to have someone share out of their heart, out of their life, as Lisa shares. And I believe it has a way of touching you, perhaps in a way you haven't felt touched before in your heart, perhaps at a timely moment like this. Well, it's the Lord working through her by His Spirit, His Spirit of love and grace to you, dear friends. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. Wandering the road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Please enjoy. She writes about God's capacity to nurture countless children. A larger family than I will ever meet, she says. But not all of his sons and daughters understand that Abba wants to be the father we never had. You're listening to The Good Life Radio Show. Danny Amashiro here with my co-host, Lani Ka'a. Thank you for joining us today. Lisa Burkhart Worley, thanks for being with us Lisa, uh, it was so good to meet you at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention this year. Uh, Really a privilege of mine to hear you speak as well. I'm so intrigued by the title of your book. Uh, You know, I I was blessed to have a father most of uh, my life until I was in my late 40s. And so I am curious, uh, what 
what lessons or what did God begin to teach you about maybe what were you missing without a father? What does God the Father represent to the fatherless? Oh, wow. You know, I'm giving a message that I'm preparing for right now. And the question you're asking is exactly what the message is about. What fatherless girls need? I'm going to be speaking in Honey Creek, uh, Wisconsin, to a fatherless summit in September. And so I ha- I've been coming up with a list of what we need. But one of the major things is self-worth. Mm. You know, when you don't, a father uh, speaks into a girl's life and a, a boy's life. And so what you find um, with fatherless girls is that we don't have the highest of self-esteem um, and we don't have a lot of confidence. And I'm talking about myself. Yes, I, I made it in sports casting and, you know, climb the ladder and all that. But that doesn't mean I was totally confident the entire time or that I felt good about the way I looked. And so um, here's the thing. God says we are his uh, beautiful masterpiece, um, mm. piece of art for him. Yeah. Yeah. He loves us so much, and, and he, he, we are uh, the apple of his eye. And so we, you know, we, when you know the word and you spend time with him in the Word, you're going to receive some of those things that you need for your self-esteem. I've come a long way on self-esteem, although I still have my days. But uh, self-esteem is so important. And for those who are listening who may know someone uh, who is fatherless, Mm -hmm. a child, maybe it's a friend of your child's or something, speak into their lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ask God to show you their attributes their their strengths mm-hmm. and 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 tell them how how great they are at whatever it is they do whether they're an athlete or whether they're smart or whatever it is because I didn't have a lot of people speaking into my life like that it, it is really a miracle honestly that I I achieve what I achieved because I, I did not have a lot of confidence and that is really one of the things that fatherless girls uh, lack they also lack love Mm. Um, one, uh, fatherless girls have a tendency to get into trouble um, physically with boys or, you know, you're always seeking love um, from someone. You, you just want to fill that void in your heart. And I was guilty, even though I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior in high school, in college, I kind of fell away from the faith and I was, uh, I, I discovered boys and I, and I began dating and and unfortunately, uh, you don't, especially if you don't have any direction whatsoever in that area, you don't know, you think, well, you know, for the boy to love you, you've got to do things that, that are really wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I regret all those days, but, and I realized later when I did rededicate my life to Christ that only God can fill that void that a of absentee father left. Only God can do it. Mm-hmm. Boys can't do it. Uh, drugs can't do it. Uh, popularity can't do it. Uh, whatever it is, money can't do it. You find so many people that have a lot of money that still have father wounds. Mm-hmm. And so those were a couple of the main things that as I was thinking through this, that girls really lack when it comes to um, being fatherless, mm-hmm. it's th- those two things. They, they, they lack self-esteem, and they really desire to be loved. Mm. 
to me, it seems that you're uh, not only for yourself, but for many other young women, you're you're kind of answering the question, if I knew then what I know now, I would, you know, this is what I would speak. This is how I would. What, what other pieces of thought or advice would you give not only yourself in high school, but but other high schoolers about uh, their future and about the importance of that father figure? Well, it's so important to connect with God the Father, so important. And all of, uh, fr- people who know Jesus, friends who know Jesus, you know, my friend reached out to me. I think she really saved me from making some really bad mistakes in mm-hmm. high school. Um, but I think lead teachers and Sunday school teachers, uh, uh, high school leaders who are Christian, I know you can't really these days say anything about God, but you can pinpoint who that that girl is or that boy is. You probably know something about their family background. I have a friend um, who wrote a book, and and he he talks about this girl that was in a sixth grade Sunday school class, and she was annoying, he said. (laughs) Always asked a ton of questions. I mean, she wasn't the one that warmed your heart, right? Mm -hmm. But he took an interest in her. She was very athletic, and he had been an athlete. And so he would go to her games and cheer for her when her own family wouldn't do that. I understand that, because when I was in high school, I played basketball and volleyball, and my mother was never at my games. Mm -hmm. And so I understand what it feels like and how nice it is to have somebody cheering for you. Mm -hmm. So I think if I could, you know, just instruct people that uh, are in contact with a fatherless girl, uh, take an interest in them. It might take a little time, but uh, find out if they don't have anybody uh, watching over them or cheering for them or or being at uh, their games or or, uh, uh, talking to them about um, uh, just things in life uh, that they need to get through. Uh, Take the time. And so if I had to look back, I wish I would have had more of that kind of thing. And maybe I should have, uh, instead of being so closed in, should have reached out to people and was shared about my life honestly. Because I didn't really do that. It, it was kind of a reflective thing for me. I looked back and I thought, you know, that wasn't normal, was it? <laughs> hmm. And so uh, but then, then it's then that you heal. I, I have a theory about this, and one of the other reasons I wrote the book is that uh, I feel like um, women start healing in their 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they raise their families. They, you know, they get through life. They charge, 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 and, you know, do their uh, work uh, thing and move up the ladder, all that kind of stuff. But in their 40s, maybe when the kids don't need them as much anymore, you start reflecting on your life. And that's really what happened to me. I began a healing process in my 40s. And so I, I would... The book is really designed to help people before that, to really mm-hmm. help uh, girls and boys to um, overcome this wound that they have felt for so many years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I almost resonate with what you say, Lisa, about the healing in, in our 40s, you know, that reflective uh, type of healing. And yet, uh, you know, the, the, the word is so clear and uh we have a part to play uh, as we grow older in helping the younger generation uh, by being mentors and being available to those who need somebody to listen, somebody to cheer for them. Shucks, I can even relate to what you said about, you know, family not coming to watch you 
uh, play a volleyball game. Um, and, and yet, uh, even today, I, I, I tend to have not thought about, gee, I could go to watch a volleyball game to my, you know, my friend's daughter or someone I know who doesn't have someone in the audience cheering them on, listening to them, telling them they're somebody, that they're special, that they're beautifully and wonderfully made, everything that God would like to say to them. We truly are the hands and feet and the voice of the Lord to so many of our young women today. And I'm totally blessed by, uh, by you know, what you are doing. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about maybe turning the corner a little bit. You, you went through your experience and your time in your very public career. What moved you away from uh, that career uh, into one of ministry? Well, I have to tell you the story about my mother. You know, that's really was a uh, part of my turning point. Mm. Uh, I, I had mentioned earlier that uh, I had lost my jobs, and then I rededicated my life to Christ, and, and that's when the job with ESPN came along. Mm. But um, then I had an offer to go back to San Antonio, which is my hometown, um, and uh, I didn't know what to do because I, here I was working for ESPN, then I had this job to uh, offer to go back to San Antonio to the CBS affiliate, and the old Lisa would have never gone back. But the new Lisa said to the Lord, what do you want me to do? And what came to me was that if I was meant to go to San Antonio, I would not be offered an anchoring position at ESPN, which was my career goal. Uh, and so uh, I told them that I had this offer, and and they thought it over for about a week, and they brought me back into the office and said, you know, Lisa, we cannot offer you a, a full-time anchoring position here at ESPN, but we can offer you a full-time reporting position here at ESPN. And so I looked them square in the eyes, and I said, I'm going to have to turn you down, because mm. I knew what I had to do. And so I went back home, but here's the thing, home meant an encounter with my mother. By that time, remember, my mother struggled after my dad's death, and she had all sorts of problems. Uh, um, she she was uh, on a ton of prescription meds. She was later uh, diagnosed with you know, bipolar disorder. And, and um, by the time I came back home, she was in a, a group home. Mm. And so um, I believe that God brought me back to San Antonio to honor my mother for the first time in my life. And so honoring my mother meant going to see her on a regular basis at the group home, caring for her needs. If she needed money, I'd, I'd give her money. I, I just, I, I, I began to, because of this um, newfound uh faith, very rich faith now, the Lord began to uh, show me my mom through his eyes, mm. and I realized how, how difficult it must have been for her to watch her beloved husband of only a year or so drop dead mm. in front of her eyes, and, and her dreams, the American dream just flew out the window, and so I thought, what, what would I have done? How would I have handled something like that? So I began to have empathy for my mom. Mm -hmm. And I began to love my mom unconditionally because she was unable to give me any love back. I came to the point, Lonnie, where, where I wanted to do just whatever my mom needed. I, just, I wanted to take care of her. And one day she called me up and she said, Lisa, I need a pair of shoes. And so I said, Mom, I want to get you those shoes. And so I was still in television, and I raced out 
at my lunch hour, and I and I felt an urgency to go to the shoes. And what I didn't realize at the time is that God was saying, "Time is short, Lisa," because before I could get her the shoes, um, she she suffered a massive heart attack, and um, she ended up in the hospital in a coma for the last week of her life. And mm. and it was during that week of her life, that last week, I I was at her bedside every day and. Uh, I was stroking her hair and and just telling her how much I dearly loved her. Mm. And after she passed, Lonnie, what I know is that um, uh, the Lord spoke in my ear and he said, Lisa, now you understand what my unconditional Mm -hmm. love is all about. Mm -hmm. Because it's, it's, um, it's easy to love the lovable But it's not so easy to love the unlovable. But God says, love your enemies. That was Jesus' word. Love your enemies. Mm. And so it wasn't until I forgave my mother for the years of abandonment, emotional abandonment, neglect, and and this this very difficult life of poverty, basically. Um, It wasn't until I... I was able to forgive her and love her and see her through God's eyes that God could use me in any form of ministry. And that was when he began to call me. Mm. He called me out of television. I did a little PR job for about five years. Uh, I was a spokeswoman for the airport in San Antonio. And he he then began to call me out uh, to seminary. And so I started... uh, going to seminary. We knew it was of the Lord. There's just so many repeat messages about it. And then I got my seminary degree, and then God moved us to Dallas, where I had to finish seminary, of all things. I mean, he moved us so that I could finish seminary here. I mean, but it was really for my husband's job. And then um, this this idea for this ministry called Pearls of Promise Lisa, uh, came I'm, about. I'm going to, I, I want to hear this more, but I want you to have some time to talk about pearls and ministry. We're going to need to take a quick break. Uh, okay, Lisa. sure. But thank you for that powerful um, uh, testimony of coming back to your mom. And as you were speaking, what I, what I, what I see and what I felt is the Lord healed two hearts and now heals many more through the experience, but also the obedience of your heart. As you were um, pulled away from your mom and, and family, I know she must have hurt through that time too. I know she must have had regret through that time too. Loss and pain combined with the loss of her husband was the loss of a relationship with a daughter. But as he took you through the journey that he watched you through, and wooed you back to his side and brought you back into obedience in the word and and taught you about his heart, the father's heart. You learned how to have the the heart of an unconditional, loving person of faith. And then you could return to the family that he he brought you into to bring that heart back to your mom. And how precious it was that you made those choices of obedience to lead you back to where he needed to reach your mom through only you. So I thank you for the obedience that took you through the journey. I thank you that you were obedient to the Lord 
and praise God for his mercy in every step of the way because I know the journey was not a smooth one. But you redeemed your, your mother's love, the softness of her heart. And in that, he birthed your heart for ministry. We're with Lisa Burkhart Worley. We'll listen to about her ministry when we come back. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life beneath the barren sky Leave it to me i lead you home On behalf of Danny Yamashiro Ministries, thank you from the bottom of our hearts to every single listener who has tuned into the program weekdays at 6 p.m. on WEZE and visited drdanny.live for more resources and information about the ministry. My dear friend, it is because of listeners and donors like you that we are able to spread the good word of the gospel over the airwaves and bring hope through opening people's hearts to Jesus Christ. We'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider donating to Danny Yamashiro Ministries so that we may continue to broadcast the gospel to believers and non-believers alike so that all may form a relationship with Jesus Christ. Visit drdanny.live if you are so moved to contribute financially. That's drdanny.live. And thank you again to every single listener and supporter of the Good Life Radio Program and Danny Yamashiro Ministries. May God richly bless you with the good life. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Please enjoy. She was a national sports reporter for HBO Sports and for ESPN. She was also a sports anchor at the Madison Square Garden Network, then worked in San Antonio, Texas and Chattanooga, Tennessee. This entire time, Lisa's been sharing just her love, both of what she did, but more importantly, the, the love of the father's heart that he taught her as she journeyed through this time in her career only to return to give that father's love back to her mother before her mother passed and loving her mother, forgiving her mother. Is that not what we're all called to be? Is lovers of the Lord, 
and givers of unconditional love to those around us, especially those in our family and those that are hurting. Through that, I believe, uh, Lisa, that God can do just about anything uh, through us who want to take that step of obedience. I know you were talking about the beginnings of your ministry when we took a break, and what inspired you to leave that incredible career and begin that ministry? Well, I, I was in seminary, and I realized that it was just impossible for me to uh, juggle a seminary, being a mom, I had two boys, and uh, being a wife. And so uh, I ended up quitting full-time work for the first time in 24 years and just focused on ministry. Mm-hmm. But it was after ministry that I actually led women's ministry, or after the uh, seminary, I, I led women's ministry at our church for about four years. And that was really uh, an opportunity to understand women and mm-hmm. to put together programs for women and to be in more of a structured environment. But uh, after those four years, I felt God pulling me out of the church, outside the church, to start this uh, ministry, Pearls of Promise. And he gave me the name. Mm -hmm. The name Pearls are formed after 10 to 12 years of irritation in an oyster shell. I mean, it's just just that gritty Mm-hmm. sand that forms that beautiful pearl. And just as, as that happens, God can take all of the years of dysfunction and trials and difficulties, and He can make something beautiful out of those as well. And that's what we believe at Pearls of Promise. You know, and then there's another thing about the name I've got to tell you, Lonnie. Mm-hmm. Um, the initials spell pop, and we use pop a lot, pop talk, pop ministries. And one day I was in my bathroom at home. I was getting ready for a Bible study, I think. And I was uh, getting ready, and it, I don't know why it had not occurred to me, but Pop, what's it another name for? Father. Dad. Father. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't realize that when he'd given me the name. And I just realized, oh my goodness, Lord, Father, you've given me this ministry, and it's really dedicated to you mm-hmm. and your work. So it started out just as blogs and books. Uh, we started out with a devotional book, and then, of course, we had a... We had, actually, before The Only Father I Ever Knew came out, we did a book to help women with insecurity. started as a Bible study that I created and taught and called If I Only Had. deals with all the if-onlys we have in life. And, and then the Father book came along, and we did a children's book. Anyway, we, we just put, produced books. Mm. But then uh, the Lord brought me back to media, um, I said when I left television in 1999 that I would never go back to media. I didn't need to go back. I did enough of it. But God began to just uh, speak to me about it through other people. And people were asking me, why aren't you doing television? Why aren't you doing something? And so finally I, I said, well, I'll do some radio. And I, and I, I create, we created this radio podcast, I guess you'd call it. And, and I did that with another person for about five years. And then that television thing started creeping in again. And I finally said, all right, all right. I said, we'll, we'll try to do this. We'll do a topical show. Mm-hmm. And, and, and lo and behold, it grew. And we've got about six uh, platforms now. And it's all, it's topical and evangelical, but really with an undercurrent of trying to help people overcome 
to be stronger in the faith, Mm -hmm. to heal. And, of course, that we drop in that gospel message many times. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I am an evangelist because I want people to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because someone evangelized me. And I don't know where I'd be without that. Wow. Lisa, talk a little bit more about pop talk, radio, pop talk, television. Share maybe a little bit about your your co-hosts, and uh, take us further. Okay, sure. Um, well, let me just tell you how it started. Uh, because I was just being obedient to this call of God, we started shooting this on my phone, and we began the television. And I remember the first show that we ever did, uh, I accidentally shot it sideways. And so people that watched it on, we started with you know putting it on Facebook, and people that watched it on Facebook had to watch it sideways. <laughs> and so that was a very humble beginning with So some it. people had but, sore uh, necks after watching that <laughs> yeah, first uh, broadcast. Trying to watch the show. It's <laughs> Massage me here, please. All of us now. <laughs> yes. It's a joke for all of us, though, because we, we will, you know, you should never forget humble beginnings. And uh, the, the people that ended up on the program uh, were uh, with the ministry, um, not to begin with, but they came alongside me later. Uh, Rosemary Legrand, for example, uh, is is someone who has another ministry that that um, reaches Christian authors, and they do an award ceremony. And I was one of the uh, award winners, and I met her that way. And I began telling her how I needed somebody part time, and and I gave her the description of the job, and she goes, "I'll take it." And I went, "Wait a second, I haven't even interviewed you." But that's how she ended up with Pearls of Promise, and so I brought her along, and 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 she's doing the TV show with us. And Lynette, I felt like God pointed her out. She's a, a woman that has overcome um, uh, sexual abuse uh, uh, from her stepfather, and and she's on the other side of that. And, and Rosemary, by the way, um, has overcome depression and fatherlessness. And so our team members, well, one of the qualifications has to be, you've been through something mm-hmm. that people can relate to, and you have overcome. They've come to the other side because of the help of God the Father in their lives, and the truth has set them free. Amen. I think we need to talk about uh, some of, of more of your books, and we'll, we'll do okay, that sure. when we come back from our break. You talk about overcoming, uh, coming yes. through on the other side, and you seem to embody that, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa. And so when we come back, let's let's talk more about overcoming Let's talk more about. By the way, that's one way to one way to get a job is to ex- accept the job before it was even offered. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're listening to Lisa Burkhart Worley, Pearls of Promise Ministries dot com. That's how you can find out more about their incredible ministry that's reaching so many women and bringing healing, God's vessel of healing and hope. Pearls of Promise Ministries. We have the founder of that ministry with us today, Lisa Burkhart Worley. And we'll share more heart-to-heart with you, more books, more outreach. You know, she's an evangelist. She'll share more when we come back. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life Aimlessly beneath the barren sky Leave it to me 
Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and unsearchable things you do not know. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a program that was born out of prayer. The Spirit of Christ guides us through prayer, empowers us through prayer, and provides for us through prayer. There are mighty things that the Lord is doing in the Northeast, across the United States, and around the world. Would you like to be a part of God's work through The Good Life with Dr. Danny? Visit drdanny.live. Dr. Danny invites you to join his prayer team. Each month, you will receive a letter updating you on some of the behind-the-scenes developments, prayer requests, along with a devotional that Dr. Danny writes to encourage you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Join the prayer team today and make an eternal difference in people's lives. Visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome back to our show. Today, we're reaching into the vault for a classic interview when I hosted this show in Hawaii. I'm joined with my co-host, Lani Ka'a'a. Please enjoy. One of her books, uh, 2018, published in 2018, is called The Root That Never Died, A Woman's Journey Back to Her Hebraic Roots. You can get this book, by the way, at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. Lisa, share more with us about uh, this book. What does it mean to you, and why did you write it? This is a very interesting book. It's very different from the genre of books that I have written in the past. My father, who died before I was born, was Jewish. So I didn't grow up with any kind of a, a, of a celebration of the festivals, the feasts, or you know any kind of Jewish influence. However, God kept this Jewishness for me all my life. My grandmother, even, who helped raise me, called me her little Jew baby and and, and so I, I remember working my first television job in Chattanooga, and the two rabbis in the area both called me up separately and, and invited me to synagogue. And I thought, why? I can't believe people just know I'm Jewish. So anyway, I, I really didn't think I was Jewish because it went through my father and not my mother. And, but there, there came a point where I just felt like I needed to go to Israel. I wanted to go to this place where my ancestors had lived and, and it's such a special place to the Lord. And God provided an opportunity for half price to go. And I was told I had a message there. And so I went just, just wanting to hear what God had to say to me. So I got there and my message was, my Jewish father died, but my Jewish roots never died. And I thought, what am I supposed to do with that? Am I supposed to take Hebrew? Am I supposed to go to a synagogue? What am I supposed to do with that? Well, I didn't have the answer for about two years, but then God led me to a church that has a Jewish ministry that I'm very involved in. They have a once-a-month Shabbat service, and now I'm working on a doctor of ministry in Messianic studies, all because of this word. And so God has brought, it's usually uh, the other way around. Uh, Jewish people find Yeshua, the, the, the Savior of the world, uh, it usually doesn't work this way, where a Christian woman who's Jewish comes back to her Jewish roots, and that's what's been happening to me. And this is part, this is like the curveball that God has thrown me recently, and I'm still waiting to see where all this goes. 
But right now, I'm just learning about this heritage of mine, and part of that is in this book, and it is designed to reach people, Jewish, my Jewish brothers and sisters, with the truth about the Jewish Messiah. And we have many other stories besides my own in there of Jewish people who have had an encounter with Jesus Christ. Mm, so good. So interesting. I I feel, uh, Lisa, that this is intentional, that, you know, there is a time and a, a season for all things, and this, uh, you know, new direction that you are taking uh, has a purpose. And uh, what do you believe that the Lord is doing through this, through using you to return to your roots and then, you know, sharing that god looks down and says i need a communicator of a of 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 a important message there's lisa what what is what is the lord doing uh through you to those that are coming back to their jewish heritage well first of all i want to educate gentiles i want to educate gentiles about the jewish roots of christianity there are a lot of people that think that all that ended the old testament was old and the new testament is where we're at that, that, that there's not a, a thread that runs through both the Old and New Testament. Mm-hmm. Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> His disciples were Jewish. And so what I'm tr- I would like to educate people about is the fact that this there is a Jewish history to the Messiah, and uh, we are, uh, as Gentiles, we're grafted into mm-hmm. the body of Christ. And we go, it's to the Jew first. We go, and so I want to teach people about that and and I'm also, uh, I also want to fight uh, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to take a class this fall in that, and, and that just, it pains me because it goes back to treating people differently, mm-hmm. which is a, really a thorn in my, I mean, I, I don't want people to be treated differently. And so, and including my Jewish brothers and sisters. And so if there's something I can do to prevent that, I will do it. So um, I want my I want people to know Yeshua. I want uh, uh, Jew, my Jewish friends to know Yeshua, and that's why I wrote that book in the first place for one of my dear Jewish sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, that is my heart. But there's several other things I think God has uh, been speaking to me about that um, I want to do with all that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So good. Lisa, you you know, what re- re- resounds in this entire interview again is uh, the Lord gave you gifts from long before you were born. He knew what he had planned for your life. And, and sometimes we take those gifts and we go into the world and do what we believe we're good at in the world. And, and, and you were so successful in media uh, because the Lord gave you this gift of communication. And... Um, Today, the Lord has led you back to be able to use that very gift that He gave you for His message, for His glory, uh, for the for the body of Christ. What what future um, vision do you have? I know you wrote this book in two thousand eighteen. What what has God placed on your heart going forward with the ministry and in your life? Well, uh, we're we're talking about growing the television show right now we're on uh, online platforms and of course my heart is to reach more people so uh, we're discussing uh, maybe going on uh, like uh, you know a network of some sort mm-hmm. uh, a broadcast network but that takes money and mm-hmm. and so uh, we are just praying about how to do that and if we are supposed to do that mm-hmm. so that's I think I see the television show uh, growing, but I also uh, feel like this new uh, direction with Jewish 
mm-hmm. ministries. I'm wondering where that's leading, and so I wonder if there'll be more books. I do have another book that is um, uh, on, that I've been writing, and it's to help uh, children or adults who had broken mothers. Mm. You see, I have talked about being fatherless, but I haven't talking about, talked about uh, how we can have a heart for our broken mothers. And so that's probably the next book I'll be writing. Lisa, we're, we have about a minute left. Would you pray for our listeners, especially those that might be in that broken situation? Father, I just thank you and praise you for those who are listening. There's no coincidence in life. You you have people listening who are supposed to hear this message. Mm. So, Father, if there is any brokenness in anyone's life, and I'm sure there is, Father, I pray that you will show them how you are still a healer and that you, you mend the broken hearts and you heal the broken hearts. And, and you can heal any difficult situation uh, that can happen in our lives, Father. You love to to work good out of the bad, as Romans eight twenty eight promises. So, Father, right now, I just pray for those who are hurting, who may be crying at this time, who may have that, 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 that father wound uh, of a father who abandoned them or who died. Father, I just pray that you'll fill their hearts. I pray that you'll fill that void that may have been left uh, by a, a father that is no longer there. And so, Lord, I just pray for these people. I thank you for them. And I pray, Father, that you'll give them the strength that they don't have on their own, but that, that we can have through Christ who strengthens us. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Lisa, for being with us, sharing your heart as you have. We're grateful for you. Thank you so much. It's been a, a beautiful time, and it's great to get to know you both. Hope-filled words from Lisa Burkhart Worley. Pearls of Promise Ministries.com. My friend, God's timing is perfect. There's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And if you haven't done so, look, hey, this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Christ. Go to drdanny.live for next steps and resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and major podcast platforms. Philippians 3, verse 8. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Lisa Burkhart Worley, PearlsOfPromiseMinistries.com. Until next time, along with my producer and creative director, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember... The Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.